Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, hey, welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. It's Mailbag Monday. On a Tuesday, it's Greg Boyson with Mario Terabasi. Our pal Jay Zawaski is off uh, today and tomorrow as he enjoys uh, some time with the family yeah. north of the Cheddar Curtain. In, uh, Cheddar Curtain. <laughs> the highly like underrated that. city of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I, I, I like Milwaukee. It's got some... Uh, I lived and worked in Milwaukee for a bit. Um, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, Summerfest. I always used to love going up to Summerfest. Summerfest is fun. The uh, there's there's, the there's a ton of festivals. Is good down there. Yeah, that yeah, little festival. Yeah, ton, ton of festival city. It's a big festival city for sure. Yeah, Summerfest I always said if the Bears and Arlington Heights thing goes through oh. and the city's looking for something to do with Soldier Field, yeah, tear it down. And build a permanent festival ground like they have in Milwaukee right there on the lakefront. Then yeah. you could have your Lollapalooza there, your Riot Fest, mm-hmm. your Pitchforks. You have a different music your fest. Taste of Chicago. Every weekend there. Yeah. You, then you don't have to take up the parks and, and cause hassle. And they, it makes too hey. much sense that it will never happen. But that's what I would do if I were king. Boyson 2028. I don't want that gig. <laughs> I got the gig I want right yeah, now. Yeah. I'm satisfied with it. There's no way in the world I'm going in the... I don't, I don't like being as public as I am now, let alone right, yeah. <laughs> going out. No, yeah, that'd, that'd, be, a, that'd be a smart idea. If the, if the Bears and Soldier Field don't stay together, which doesn't seem like is in the cards. Never say never, but yeah, it doesn't appear so. But yeah. uh, I hear the Chicago Red Stars are under new management. In yes. Or new ownership, rather. Yeah, I heard, and uh, I heard you know, maybe, maybe the fire and the Red Stars make Soldier Field a soccer arena. Who knows? Lots we of things could see. happen. Lots of things can happen. Yep. I think they could definitely repurpose that area and make get better use out of it. Zach in our chat says, "Make turn it all into hockey rinks. I'm not opposed to that either. Yeah. Make a gigantic well, outdoor rink I think, I winter think, festival. I think we have a better chance of the Bears staying there than that happening. That's true. <laughs> That's true. All right. Well, yesterday we, we talked a lot. We had a lot of our mailbag questions. We still have a bunch left over. We thank you all you guys for that um Good giving us at least two days worth <laughs> of content well and it's fun too like you know it's yeah we joke like oh it's easy content for us to just answer questions but it is fun to just yeah kind of go through some of these random you know blackhawks thoughts and questions over uh, over the summer and um you know past the days as we count down to actual hockey coming back and it's fun to just kind of spitball about random stuff too sometimes and I, I i enjoy it it's a it's a change of pace and i know as a as a avid sports podcast listener uh myself i do enjoy when sometimes it's a change of pace and something different so hopefully everyone enjoys that too for sure and our our listeners are are good at questions and yeah. i think it helps us uh get to get uh a little more personal on things and 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 just not talk about 
X's and O's and line to sports all the time. We can get a little, (laughs) let our personalities come out a little bit. Yeah. All right. Our guy, Greg Braggs. We got two Gregs on the show. Mario, you're surrounded. Sorry for that. Uh, Greg sandwich. Yes. um, Two Gregs don't make a right. (laughs) (laughs) But Greg's on the control today. So what we got for our first question on Mailbag Monday on a Tuesday? Yeah, it's a pretty fun question. So I I thought I'd share the thumbnail first. A day with the cup Mm. is our little thumbnail. Um, Good luck. You got to love when you see uh, Johnny Taves uh, hoisting the cup up. uh, That's good memories. Yeah, hey, maybe we're getting closer to those days again. Photoshop uh, Connor Bedard's face. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Next time, next time. uh, Maybe we won't need to Photoshop it. But Uh, Scott, Iowa 23 asks, what would your day with the cup be like? That's a fun one. I like that question. I've thought about that. Yeah. Well, since you, I mean, it'll never happen. But I've thought about it. <laughs> never say never. It's not too late. Yeah, yeah. You know, we could we could get jobs with an NHL team one day that happens to win it. Uh, you never, never going to win it with a play, as a player. No, but no, I've I've given up on that dream. Even though I still have my free agency status out there, uh, NHL teams, if you're looking. Yes, we'll um, we'll put Mario's uh, phone number in the Twitter account. Yeah, later. you can call him. Make all that public. <laughs> yeah, that'll go well. Uh, my day with the cup, I would, uh, I'd, I'd do it in my hometown in, in Kenosha. Uh, I'd bring the cup to, uh, the, the rink that I learned to, uh, to skate and play at the Kenosha ice arena, uh, do, you know, a little, little fun event for the community and the kids and come out and see the cup and shake hands and take pictures and, and all that be fun. Uh, maybe do like a little community skate out there. That'd be, that'd be a, a, a good time. And then. I think I'd then take it to uh, my parents' house, uh, just do like a little private uh, family, like little lunch or something. Uh, and then from the, from there, you know, with family and friends, uh, and then from there I would take it down to Chicago and uh, I think I'd take it to the Pony. And just for, mm. just for old time's sake, bring the, bring the cup back there. Uh, where it used to uh, love to circulate. I'm sure he's still got some friends there. I'm sure, yeah, yeah. So where it used to love to uh, circulate from time to time with the, uh, with the Blackhawks of, of days past. Um, and just, yeah, have a, have a good time that night and then pass it off to, to you for your day with the Cup. Yeah, um, man, there's so many fun things you could do. Uh, I mean, obviously I would spend part of the day with like my family and, and friends, you know, people who have... Uh, been a part of the journey uh have a little party there and then i think maybe take it down to some uh you know one of the local rinks yeah fifth third arena maybe maybe one of the other ones out you know around it doesn't get take it to a local rink let some youth teams get the thrill of, of seeing it taking pictures with it uh i don't drink anymore so i wouldn't drink anything besides you know a bubbly out of it but i would definitely eat something out yeah of what cup. would you eat out of it uh, you know that's a tough question too it'd have to be like <laughs> a little bit of my all-time favorites like throw some a couple slices of pizza maybe some tacos in there or, or <laughs> just, sampler platter just fill it up with a big sloppy joe mixture and just oh, you know man. Have, have a sloppy joe buffet <laughs> yeah. right out of the top right of out of the cup yeah something fun like some that something good yeah. and messy um and I, I think at night i would have to schedule the day since mu- since i'm such a big music guy 
I'd want to schedule it a day where like one of my all-time favorite bands are in town. Maybe like this oh, past week with like Springsteen at Wrigley yeah. or next month with Pearl Jam at, at United Center. Yes. And take it to like one of my favorite bands concerts mm-hmm. and let them have it on stage while they play Go up on stage with it, yeah. yeah. And just have them hang out with it. It'd be cool. It'd be and awesome. Yeah. And then of course at night, I would bring it in the bed and fall asleep <laughs> with it. I would yep. spoon the Stanley spoon Cup. Spoon it, yeah, definitely. And, Big uh, spoon or little spoon? Uh, you know, I just size-wise, <laughs> I'd have to. I'm the only one with arms, so I guess I'd That's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. So but that would be, uh, that'd be a good time. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that'd be good. I, I, don't, I don't know what I would, because there's been so many really creative and iconic uh, meals out of the Stanley Cup. Um, Big the, bowl of cereal is always good. Bowl of cereal. Uh, Hosted did pierogies. You know, Phil Kessel's done his hot dogs out, out of it. Maybe ice cream sundae. Yeah, maybe maybe that. I think crazy. that'd be part of it. I think when I when I had it, when I would have it at my family friend's uh, place, um, do yeah, do like a ice cream. Just pile a bunch of ice cream in there. Have the kids go crazy at it. I'm sure my daughter would love that. Um, yeah, I think that'd be pretty fun. It's 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 fun to. You know, I, I know when, when when we see all these, you know, Days of the Cup videos and, and stuff like that, especially, you know, thinking about, you know, some of those old Blackhawks championship DVDs and they'd have all the behind the scenes stuff. It's really cool to see the the guys who, you know, they, the, they share it with their friends, their family, you know, old coaches, old community, you know, their, their original communities that they learned to play with and stuff. It's just that really cool aspect of just kind of like bringing it back to where it all started. And so I think... That would be my focus uh, if I ever had a day with the cup. Um, but I mean, there's so it's and you only get 24 hours, and yeah. there's only so many things that you want. There's so many things you want to do, but only so many that you can do. I know you you had yourself a, a nice boat day this past weekend. Yeah. Maybe take it out on Lake take Michigan. Bo- I'd be so afraid that it goes overboard. <laughs> I yeah. so that I don't know if I would do that. Well, you Tampa, know. The, the was it the lightning that did the. Uh, the like jet ski parade for a while. I think so. Didn't the Bruins do the famous like uh, what are those like the Ducks or whatever they have? Oh yeah, in Boston? or is that the Patriots? Might have been. It was one of the New England yeah. teams. Uh, they win so many championships out yeah, there. Yeah, they all blend to, together. Hard to keep track of which one is. Yeah, it was up. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Brady threw. I remember that the Super yeah. Bowl trophy from one, one boat, boat to the to other. Another yeah, boat. but when you got like eighteen, like he does. It's yeah, like, yeah. yeah who stupid cares? Thing again. <laughs> Tampa doesn't have as many. So yeah, I mean, I had to step in here because yeah. you know, as much as I appreciate you guys and the wholesome content you just brought there, I got to shake it up a little bit because right. I've only drank. With one world champion from our great city uh, in my lifetime, and that was Dennis Rodman. Of course, everybody you're has still drank. Li- and you're still and alive. And, and I'm still alive to tell the story. Made it and out. It was an interesting night because he was he was near my area where I, where I live and grew up in, and he was doing an autograph signing. Ended up at the bar by where I live, and so I drank with him all night. He was the nicest dude in the world. He didn't really want to do pictures or autographs. Like when people would come up, he'd just say, Hey, just come up and hang with me, yeah, you know? Yeah. So I, I kind of took that cue, sat with him the whole time, taking shots, getting drunk. <laughs> and my greatest regret was he gets on a bus to go to another place and was like, do you want to come? Oh, and it was man. one of those moments where you're like, this is like a no turning back moment. And <laughs> yeah. it was already like you, two in the morning. You and go to like, that, you go to that next location. You don't know what's going to exactly, happen. <laughs> exactly. Right. Cause it was already like one or two in the morning. I was like, yeah. ah, I'm going to tap out here, man. Great night. Great meeting you. But this time around, 
I'm going with Dennis Rodman with the <laughs> Stanley Cup because we could end up in Vegas. You say I get it for 24 hours. We could end up getting on a private jet to Vegas. You have no idea where we're going to go. Korea. Start in Chicago, North Korea. <laughs> North Korea. I'll take Vegas. You could be making some peace peace treaty negotiations. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the tri- the short trip to Vegas. You can you can get a matching uh, tattoo on your face of yes. your wife. Then he just we're going to drink out of that yeah. cup. Yeah. You know, I'm not as heavy a drinker as I used to be, but I'll, I'll indulge here and there. I would so. hope neither Dennis, neither is Dennis Robin. I would hope. I don't I know. I no think he's idea. still having fun, but that—that's where I'm going with it. But right. I just had to shake it up. That, a little bit that would be—that would be, that would be quite one. the 24 hours. We would have to make sure the uh, CHGO All City cameras are following yeah. you for the entire yeah, that would, 24 hours. That'd be a five-part docu series on that uh, on that 24 all hour shown period after dark. I don't <laughs> think we can put any of that on the YouTube yeah. channel. All right, That'd that was a good. fun question to get us going. Like Thanks, that. Scott, for the uh, for the question. What do we got next on the old docket there, Braggs? Uh, yeah, we got a few things here. Well, let me skim through these not sure which order so we'll just kind of start from the bottom fire away fire away here we go all right uh if the mike perilla at ready edgemont asks if the nhl put you in charge of expanding the league to have another team or set of teams in a country outside of the u.s or canada where would you go and why Man, that's interesting. That's tough, just because no matter where you go logistically, that might not be possible. But we're in if, uh, if, we're if, in fantasy land right if now. If all logistics are, if all thirty-two current teams agree to the logistics of a of another team, let's teams, say you'd probably have to do. If you're going to go into a, like over into Europe, you'd probably have to do at least two teams to make it worthwhile. You'd right. Go, the teams go over there for like a week and play three times against each right, team or yeah. something like that. Be be like series. Yeah, Scheduling. and then they'd come here for like two, three weeks at a time. Yeah, I would think. Hmm. I think it would be cool to have. I mean, for the for the sport, it would kind of make sense to have a team in Russia, but then you get into the whole yeah. political side of things. But I would say uh, put a team in. Uh, I know. I know the Swiss league has some. Uh, some pretty nice facilities, so maybe maybe a team in the in the Swiss area, that central centralized location of Europe. Um, I think it's what is it Davos and uh, yeah. Bern. They have they have good uh, good facilities out there. Uh, and then I, I think I'd put an I'd, I'd put one in in either Sweden or Finland in that that Nordic region where I mean so many hockey players come yeah. from from overseas. So yeah, Sweden would be my location. Sweden and Finland. That makes the most sense. Maybe put one in each since they're yeah. They're you can border. do that. You know they're pretty close. They've been, you know, hot, you know. Look at what Finland does on on the international level. I mean, they're all about you know national pride and, mm. and winning. And then they both countries have produced Hall of Fame talent. Yeah. Uh, nonstop. Russia, yeah, probably makes sense. I just you know again, who knows if you could ever get that to work. Right. And with everything in the climate in the world today might not be the best idea um you know other other I mean, would you think a team would work in mexico i mean i mean logistically that's the easiest yeah because you're that's you the, the closest um yeah i mean i i, I mean mexico city is the most populated city in I think all you of could, north america so. i think you could you could make a team work there um 
you know, a lot of a lot of games against uh, the Dallas Stars and the Phoenix Coy- or Arizona Coyotes to start just because it's it's close. It's right. that you know that southern you get the uh, cultural get the southern crossover. southern California teams down there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I I think that could I think that could work. Um, I think it's just you know you just got to get get the fan base uh, acclimated to to hockey and and you know there's there was an article uh, put out by the Athletic. Uh, recently about you know what hockey can learn from from other sports leagues to to grow the sport and and, and whatnot and I think that they're one of the leagues that needs the most help because uh, they always seem the furthest behind but yeah I mean I, I wouldn't think that if done right a team in in Mexico City or, or something like that could could work but I think it's just I think your first thought is somewhere in Europe just because of how yeah. much talent just, has come just from the Europe. footprint of the game yeah, yeah. Czechia wouldn't be a bad spot either yep. it's a little more centrally located in europe uh you know blackhawks I mean, have played in prague you could put six or you could put a whole division out in europe yeah, just put any, six teams NHL out there europe just yeah give them give them their own division one in sweden one in finland one in czechia one in switzerland but one yeah. in germany sure slovakia you know yeah wherever you want to go all works you know um yeah prague is a big hockey city and yeah. czechia is again another country that uh i know the blackhawks played in prague Mm-hmm. Uh, a few years ago, that was a regular season game, right? Started the season. season opener, wasn't it? Philadelphia, I believe it yeah. was. Some of, and everything I've heard about Prague is it's just like a Super nice. gorgeous city, yeah. beautiful city. I'm, I'm pretty sure some of our fellow beats uh, were they, on yeah, that they trip. went out there. Yeah, I remember like that. Tracy they went out Laz, there. I think we're on that mm-hmm. trip. So uh, that wasn't that long ago. That was um, the start. The twenty was that the seventeen eighteen season or the eighteen nineteen? Might have been eighteen nineteen. I know. I know. Colleton was the coach. Then it had to be eighteen nineteen. Might have been eighteen nineteen. Because uh, Q was still the coach to start seventeen, wasn't he? Yeah. I don't know. No. No. Uh, Quenville. Quenville was fired partway. Uh, what was it? Like thirteen games into the eighteen nineteen okay. season. So then he was still the coach. Colleton. So it would have been the nineteen. We gotta look this up. Google machine. This is, this is bothering me now. Drive. Yeah, it's going. Be, uh, was it the ninth? Was it the short? The beginning of the shortened season? See, I it's Blackhawks Prague. Uh, Windy City uh, Hockey was, says Global I have family from the, it was Czech, the beginning. Czech yeah, Republic. It was the twenty nineteen. Yeah, okay. beginning of the nineteen twenty season. season. So the the year that started in Prague and then ended with ended COVID with and COVID. Bubble. Yeah, that it's, see that whole pandemic thing is just screwed up my time oh yeah my sense of time from that 1920 god it feels like so much longer that was only yeah. four years ago it feels like it was 10 years ago jeremy colleton feels like 10 years yeah, ago right like that whole thing that whole debacle so, so much has oh, happened god all right but yeah there's there's tons of options i think in in europe that would work and yeah i, I think the like <laughs> NHL Europe division would be a ton of fun. Yeah, but you would have to... It'd be hard to watch with the time differences. Right. But I think it would be a ton of fun. It would be fun, but you would have to make sure that they... It's not just, like, European players playing there. You need the... Yeah, yeah, you'd have... You'd have an expansion... You'd probably have multiple phases of an expansion draft. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, think about the talent pool that opens... Uh, with you know, with more NHL teams, I, I'm sure more European players would be interested as free agents to play in NHL Europe teams. Yeah. It's yeah, you I get think some it'd be of cool. these lifer European players that 
don't want to leave and come all the way yeah. to North America. Now they can be NHL players and stay at home. It'd be fun. We had our, our free agents draft last Friday. A couple of those guys could, could land some jobs. Yeah. Patrick Kane playing in Finland. <laughs> yeah, could happen. Can you drive from Buffalo to Finland? I don't know. No, I don't think you okay, can. You can't. All right. I don't think you, you, you can try. I don't think you'll get far, but you can try. <laughs> All right, what's next? Let's take a look here and see what we got. We got a, we got a bunch of good ones, so uh, we'll, we'll pull this up. Matt Farron, at Matthew W. Farron asks, are there any more teams that need help with their cap? If so, could and should the Hawks be a willing participant, and what should they be looking at for, to, to facilitate? Uh, there's always teams looking for help. There's Yeah, there's, there's always going to be teams looking for cap relief, whether it's right before the season or down the line yeah. uh, into the season. Um, the Blackhawks are in a position that any team that needs help, they should have their phone number available because – um, you know, we've, we've seen with a couple of the of the moves that have happened uh, in the last couple of weeks, you know, the, the Eric Carlson trade uh, just just today, the Je- another trade involving Jeff Petrie um, with multiple moving parts. I mean, yeah, the Blackhawks, they have the capacity to be a, a third team in a, in a trade to, you know, take on a bad contract and or, you know hold some money from a bad contract and, and to facilitate, you know, different things for, you know, a prospect or a pick or whatever it is, the Blackhawks should be open to doing it because they have the capacity to do it. And, and, and it really only in that scenario where, you know, if you're the third team in a, in a trade or something like that, it really only benefits you because you're, you're getting something for just kind of being there on yeah. the side. So, you know, without having to sacrifice anything in, in any trades, uh, anything of, of major value, you can you can get an extra pick or an extra player uh, for for your trouble. So yeah, I I would say that the Blackhawks uh, should be uh, should be an option for for teams looking for for cap relief. And yeah, there's still some. I think the Maple Leafs are still not completely out of the woods. Um, so that that's always an option there. And if 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 Kyle Davidson wants to uh, you know use that cap space that he has especially if things are like short term like if there's uh, you know someone on an expiring deal or you know two years of an expiring deal or or anything like that um he should be in the market for that yeah i don't think we're going to see anything like that um before the season starts you never know maybe something happens in training camp preseason someone gets hurt yeah uh i think the earliest you would really see is wouldn't it be ironic don't you think uh if whatever team decides they're going to sign Patrick Kane in November, December, whenever he's ready, yeah, has to then trade away a bad contract and a first round pick to the Blackhawks in order to sign <laughs> Patrick Kane, so then we can Ooh, add that to the overall return, yeah, in the first Patrick Kane trade and say, hey, we did pretty good. We got two first round picks right, out of yeah. this. Um, Would that be like rain on your wedding day? I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Uh, um, or the trade deadline will probably yeah. the Hawks may get involved and be the third team. They'll be a facilitator, retain some salary, and then get a s- draft pick or or an NHL ready prospect in the future. Yeah. You, as you said, there's only things to gain, and the Blackhawks will be that team that everybody goes to when they're like, "Hey, what's it going to take for us for you to take on?" 
this five million dollar contract mm-hmm. for this year or next year. Well, it's going to take your first round pick, or it's going to take your yeah. second rated prospect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and you know, with the, the, the caps, the, the cap potentially going up a significant amount, and so much money coming off of the Blackhawks books from this season to next season. If you add another contract, even if it is a two year deal, you know that's a that's a bad contract that you're just kind of eating money. It's not gonna. It's not gonna kill you. You're not gonna handcuff yourself with bad contracts um, going into next season or the season after. Like they have the flexibility to do it. So yeah, I, I think if it's an option, uh, if it presents itself, Blackhawks should should be in on it. You keep. You want to keep that stockpile of future assets in motion, and you always want to keep it. You know, you always want to keep it stocked for lack of a better term. I'm, I'm assuming this will be a 99 super, 99 cent super chat from Young Dingle That's his fine. He's um, paying his there fine. There it is. Yeah, he's paying his he's, that, That's our bit. Our bit is uh, we have our, our fine jar okay. somewhere. It's back on the it, it shelf. It used to be yeah. the uh, he who shall not be named. If you said his Correct. name, we had to throw in a dollar. And we changed it to um, anytime you say the Blackhawks should re-sign Patrick Kane, you owe a dollar. <laughs> Young Dale God is just part of the bit. He does this almost like every it. show where he, like where he in jest says it and then pays his 99 cents. chips cent in the fine. dollar. So, good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you once again for your donation, Young Dangle God. You're yeah. helping us um, <laughs> dominate the hockey You're world. You're helping us get to Trenchin by the end of the week. Yes. So only like 30,000 more mentions <laughs> between now and the end of tomorrow's show, and we can get to the Marion Hosa game. Yeah. Uh, on Friday, which apparently will be broadcasted. I guess there's going to be some... Obviously locally in Slovakia. Locally. There's going to be some way... Uh, I have to check it out, but it looks like there's some way that you could access the stream uh, through a Slovakian stream provider. I don't know how you would access that. Um, check to, your VPN website. Yeah, I'll have to look <laughs> into it, but there is going to be some sort of access... To that stream that uh, I think you could get from North America. So I'll look into that. Um, I hope it's not like a sign up and pay kind of thing. Um, if, it, if, if it is and you're willing to do that, yeah, by all means, there's always a freeway. There's always a freeway on the internet. There could be. Yeah. As long as you're willing to have like a uh, online casinos logo in front of what you're watching. All yeah, right, day. right. We'll find a way when we find a way for you guys to access that we will definitely pass along that information. And what is the perfect thing to snack on while watching Marion Hosa's final game? Pierogies. Besides that, chicken uh, wings, some chicken wings and the best chicken wings ever, of course, are at our friends Hooters. Hooters is your spot to catch all games this season. Maybe not the Marion Hosa game, but all the professional <laughs> games. Step up to our plate for world-famous wings, delicious seafoods, stack sandwiches, salads, and more at Hooters. Tons of great beer specials and $6 drink all day, every day specials. So you get your nice cold adult beverage to wash down your award-winning wings. Check out Hooters Seafood Specials 1983 for a pound of crab legs and great p- prices on buffalo and steamed shrimp as well hooters is celebrating 40 years in business all year long in honor of that anniversary on the fourth 
of every month, Hooters will be hosting a throwback event, bringing the 80s back with 83 cent wings and other great specials. Uh, so I believe then uh, the next one will be in September. That first Tuesday, I believe, is the 5th. Yeah. Of September. I know that because I have Pearl Jam tickets that night. Uh, so, yes, check out all of our friends at Hooters. Get yourself some great deals as they celebrate their 40th anniversary. And if you're looking for something to wash down those wings and things at Hooters, uh, grab an ice cold Goose Island beer. CHGO is proudly supported by Goose Island Beer Company, and they have been Chicago's beer since 1988. And they have the illustrious beer roster containing the Goose IPA, a six-time medal winner at the Great American Beer Fest, always in style with a citrus aroma and bold hop finish. You got the Tropical Beer Hug, the Dry Hopped Imperial IPA. That is a 9.9 ABV that is dangerously easy to drink. You got the Full Pocket Pills, the Everyday Beer. It's what the Goose Island beer brewers are drinking. And, of course, the Golden Cans, the 312, the staple of their roster, the the uh, wheat ale that uh, you can always find at uh, Goose Island. And, of course, don't want to forget the 2023 Bourbon County brand family of beers uh, that are coming from Goose Island. So if you like those dark beers, that, that bourbon-aged, barrel-aged stuff, Goose Island's got it there for you, and it's going to be delicious as we eventually go from summer to fall you can grab all of these uh and uh extra ultra fresh brewery exclusive <coughs> beers at the goose island original brew house which is on Clybourne avenue in lincoln park or you can go to their tap room on fulton street uh in west town again that is the goose island beer company chicago's beer yes i <coughs> there it is there it is there's the honks i am looking forward to summer transitioning into fall yeah, I got for it. a myriad of reasons a little taste of it this week um if you open up your iPhone and look at next Wednesday's... Uh, it's changed. It's, it's down in the It 90s. has? Okay, good. good. Yesterday <laughs> it said 112, and I was like, what the crap is <laughs> this? No. Just a random uh, Do not everybody want. gets to melt day. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, no, I am looking forward to fall coming. Fall is my favorite season of the year, yep. by far. Things, I love the cool weather. Uh, hoodie season's my favorite mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. Flannel shirt season. Leaves pumpkin, changing colors. Pumpkin spice season. Yeah, I, you know, I don't hate pumpkin spice. I don't, I don't, in certain things. I don't need it in everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. A, a pumpkin pie is good. And then beyond that. I, I know, I know you're a, you're a big fan of the, uh, the pumpkin patches and the apple orchards. That's yeah, your, that's he, your favorite. That's for me. I got to go get my events. IG, IG cover <laughs> photos taken at the pumpkin patches. But no, I love fall. Hockey season starts. Football yes, season starts. Baseball playoffs. Like September, October is, is my time of year. So much good stuff going on. So, mm-hmm. And this year, you know, I don't know if you heard, there's going to be this Connor Bedard kid playing for the Blackhawks. Yeah, I think he might be pretty good. I hear he's the second best prospect in the world behind Logan Cooley. Yeah, depends on who you believe, but yeah. Yeah, Depending on which press release you read. (laughs) All right, let's get back to our... I'm a big fan of fall. Fall is great, and uh, Braggs loves the fall too, don't you? Mm, Summer's probably number one, but I like the fall. I hate the winter. Yes, yeah. Riot Fest as well, as Dr. Horror Show says. I'll go. see you there in September. Yeah. You know, it doesn't feel like fall at Riot Fest most times. All right, next question. Yeah, so now that we're uh, into the second segment of our show, I figure we'll start with the other, you know, aspect of what was in our headline. I'll That's let you nice. guys fire away. There's That's two different questions. Great Thank producing. you. Thank you. I'm working on it here. Uh, two different questions pertaining to the same guy, so I'll let you guys read it. All right. 
All right, so this is from Worth the Friendly Village. Uh, who has the better Keith. college season, Nazar, uh, Frank Nazar, or Oliver Moore? Um, mm, who has the better season? I, th- I mean, <clears throat> I don't know what. Depends what you mean by better. More, like who has the more points? Who has the better statistical season, or who has a better developmental season? Yeah. If it's developmental, I'm going to say Nazar. He may also be the best statistical season just because I think he's on a slightly better team. Yeah. And he's going to be in an ele- more elevated role to start the year, at least. Yeah. Nazar, Nazar is going to be in a top six role with, with Michigan. Uh, Oliver Moore probably going to still be in a top six role with, with Minnesota as well. Two of the best programs in the country. Um, those are going to be some fun games to watch. Uh, I know we talked with Chris Peters um, mm-hmm. about Oliver Moore potentially uh, getting to have an opportunity to take the spot that Logan Cooley is leaving uh, as he decided to go from uh, to flip flop and, and go back to uh, or go to Arizona and play for the Coyotes rather than go back to Minnesota for a second year, as he originally said. Uh, and he wasn't necessarily convinced that Oliver Moore will step right into that spot, that top top line spot. But I think Oliver Moore is still going to play probably that second, third line spot at least. Uh, and yeah, w- without Adam Fantilli at Michigan, uh, I think Nazar has an opportunity to be one of the top two centers uh, for that program. So I-, I-, I think as far as ice time and opportunity goes, Nazar will probably have more um, more of those chances than than Oliver will to at least to begin the season. So <laughs> if I'm putting a bet down between the two of them, I think Nazar will probably have the better overall season. Uh, but I think both guys are primed to have a really good uh, college campaign, and I'd, I'd love for them to play against each other in the Big Ten Championship and once again play uh, in the Frozen Four. Like, yep, that'd that, be a lot of fun. The, the more those guys can play uh, meaningful games in their development stages, the better. For sure, yeah. And I think we, we kind of figure Nazar will start the season right away, top line, Michigan mm-hmm. or more might get there eventually. I find it not impossible, just unlikely that he starts, you know, on a top line in Minnesota just for the fact that he's a first year player. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, I would imagine Minnesota will give one of the more veteran players that first crack at it, mm-hmm. but I could easily see him eventually playing himself into that top line center role as the season goes on. You know, if he just but it all depends again on combinations and mm-hmm. chemistry and all that stuff. He may be a second line center, but that line might get the most ice time, you know, right, of the right. season. But let's just hope they both have progressive years where they're they're making strides in their personal games, great statistical and team success, so they can play deep into the NCAA tournament. Uh, and uh, as Dr. Horshow says. And they both stay, stay healthy. healthy. No, yeah. no, no injuries from either of those guys. They got yeah. bright futures ahead of them, and uh, this year will be a big uh, step for both of them. Yeah. yeah. And Nate Krumpos in the chat says, "I think Nazar has the one and done season he was projected by some to have last year that was derailed by injury. If he starts the way he yeah. finished, if he plays like he did at the World Junior Showcase, yeah, oh for sure. I think." Turning pro after this season is very possible. Yeah, I, and I think I think he was probably on a track to play two years, um, anyways. But yeah, this if if he continues into this season, what he showed 
uh, at the end of last season and then what he did what he's shown so far this summer um, I don't think there's any reason to to think that he wouldn't be at that point where this time next year we're talking about him having an opportunity to make the team out of camp who knows maybe we see Frank Nazar in the Calder Cup playoffs with the uh, Ice Hogs at the end of the year that'd be interesting hopefully that's a deep run we got our friends out west too we got a double-barreled Nazar segment here and Ovi uh, at Ovi clap bomb uh, (laughs) asks who do you project to be the better player for the entirety of their Blackhawks career man Reichel or Nazar Oof. Well, and they're they're kind of on the same same level for me. Um, they're both they're both guys that I think could play really good uh, Robins to Bedard's Batman, and you know I I, I think their their skill sets uh, early on is what we've seen in, in their in their careers. Um, they they have a lot of good things that can make them long-term NHL players. If I'm, again, uh, if I'm picking between one of the two to have the better, you know, Blackhawks career, I actually think Nazar might. I think Nazar might have a little bit more of a uh, a higher ceiling than Reichel, but, I, but again, I think both of them have a really good shot at being borderline top line guys I think I think but I think Nazar has a better shot at reaching that than than Reichel I think Reichel's bigger landing pad is probably second line winger you know complementing uh in a, in a score in a you know complementary scoring role whereas Nazar I think um if he's not a center I think he could be a top line winger speed scoring a uh, little bit a little bit of nastiness to his game like I, I think Nazar could potentially be the the guy that has the better career hopefully yeah. hopefully they both have long 15 year yep. fruitful careers absolutely um yeah, i tend to agree that nazar has the higher ceiling but i think reichel has the chance has the better chance to be more consistent mm-hmm. like okay be that steady you know you're getting 65 points out of this guy every year kind of player mm-hmm. where nazar might be a little more streaky uh, you know, maybe like a Patrick Sharp where, you know, he'd go a few games without any points and then rack up, you know, seven goals in four games. Right, yeah. Stuff like that. Uh, I, I think, yeah, I think Nazar's speed and has a little more, uh, is a little more dynamic in his game, can give you that wow factor yeah. more than Reichel does. But Reichel, I think, is going to be the more consistent you know, you know what you're getting from yeah. him every night where Nazar can give you those flashes of, holy cow, I can't believe he did that. Um, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. It's not a problem. It's a good thing to have. Multiple guys like this coming through your system at the same time. Um, you know, as far as who's going to be better, I just hope they're both really really good yeah and like right. you know it's a good debate to have like who do you who's the better player as long as they're both performing to their potential and a high level then i hope we could debate that for the next 12 years right it'll be, yeah. it'll, be it'll be a lot of fun um so yeah it will be uh so you think reichel out of those two for consistency reasons Again, what what do you mean by better? But <laughs> I think Nazar has a chance to is probably going to be the more dynamic player. Yeah, um, and I think they'll probably get to like the same 
pinnacles in their career, they're just going to take slightly different paths to get there. Okay. Yeah, I can. I, where Nike, where Nazar could have like three or four huge seasons in a row, and then maybe kind of, or have like one huge season and then one kind of eh, season and another huge. Where Reichel will kind of be like, yeah, consistent the uh, whole way uh, through. Yeah, if I, I would love to be able to get to the point where Reichel is is an NHL player that you can just pencil in, like yeah, twenty goals. 50 60 points yeah. like you know you know that's what you're going to get from him i would i would love for that to be uh the the point that he gets to nothing wrong career. with being a dependable very good nhl player for a long time yeah absolutely like is he going to be a superstar is he going to be a heart trophy candidate doubtful yeah but you know give me Give me 55, 60 points every season for the next 10 years, and you got something. Well, and you mentioned Patrick Sharp. Like, he's he had a very important role to play for those Blackhawks teams uh, through through the 2010s. And, yep. and um, you know, was he ever the best guy? Was he ever the number one guy consistently uh, on that team? No. But on certain nights, he was. And, and, and that's the kind of thing that – those guys that play that like complementary scoring uh, role, those you know second line, third line guys, that's what those teams had. That you know, if if the top guys weren't going, if if Taze and Kane and, and Hosa and those guys, if they weren't having their best night, you could you could count on like a Sharp or a right. Saad or a Versteeg or some 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 player like that to kind of pick up the to the the pace. And, and take a you know take a game over once once in a while so yeah I think Nazar and and and, and Reichel could be those kinds of guys and I don't think you have a wrong answer out of, the, out of either no. of them. they both have the the capacity to do really well yeah and your point about Sharp is he never was the top guy because he never had to be yeah. he never was considered a Blackhawks best play because he never had to be and you know bringing in Connor Bedard and getting some of these other top prospects and and hopefully making some nice free agent splashes when the time is right. Reichel doesn't have to be the top guy. Yeah. He doesn't have to be the top guy this year, which is so big for him. Mm -hmm. You got Bedard and Taylor Hall as your top line, and that should be a very good duo. So now it's going to be Reichel and Athanasiu is going to be, is he going to be his running mate? Probably. Which is, I think, a good, so Reichel doesn't have to be the guy this year. I think that's huge for him going forward he may turn out to be the guy this season but he doesn't have to be yeah uh, not all the pressure is going to be yeah. on him or if there was no say if the hawks draft third and they draft leo carlson who doesn't come this year all eyes all pressure to be the next big thing is on reichel that yep. pressure is now gone and he could just play his game and be suited better on a second line as opposed to a first line yep absolutely all right what's next cole all right. Our you got it, Greg? Go for it. Yeah, I can read you. Uh, Cole Wyatt uh, asks Alex Stalock. Staylock. Staylock. I knew I was going to butcher it. Alex Staylock <laughs> was the Blackhawks. Hey, hey, <laughs> come on now. You got to be nice. This, I told you it's my first year. I'm all in with you guys. So you got you to gotta be nice to me. Right. Gonna, but but it, if you don't think we're going to bust your chops, yeah, no, you're that's on the fine. wrong show. I, that's why I waited for and you to read And you can dish it, it right like, back because Lord yeah. knows oh, yeah. I, I, I earn it plenty That's of why I let you read the first Nazar <laughs> one, so I made sure I got the enunciation right. Now this one, Alex Stalock was the Blackhawks' feel-good story last season. Who do you think will be the feel-good story this season and why? It's a good question. This, 
Lots of candidates out there. Yeah, I Staylock was. Uh, I don't. I don't want to think of this question as who's their who's their Masterton nominee because that's all. That's such a weird. Yeah, like I don't want to be like such a weird who thing. almost died and then played. Yeah, again right, type right. Thing. I wanted to be more of just like a guy that you feel good about yeah. having some. No, Staylock was. Salok was great because once once he got into the team, once we got to be around him a little bit in the locker room and, and, and hear from teammates and stuff uh, uh, how he was, um, you know, it was it was about his demeanor uh, and, and his role in the locker room, uh, the way he kind of kept things up. And, and Luke Richardson mentioned it a, a lot last season, how he was a guy that helped, um, you know, keep keep things feeling good when it wasn't going so great on the ice uh, for the team kept kept the locker room feeling good for that so yeah as far as feel good story goes um you know i, I we we'll, we've only heard amazing things about a guy like nick felino uh i think it would be a lot of fun for for him a guy like him or like Corey perry like one of these one of these two guys that probably won't be around for the entire entirety of the season but if one of them is one of those guys that you know back half of their career um, you know, coming into a, a team that's not looking to contend, they're 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 coming in to, you know, be be these these locker room presence for, uh, you know, guiding this team, guiding the, some of these young players through this uh, this transition between you know eras of hockey. It would it would be great if uh, a guy like Nick Foligno goes out and has a better than expected season. Maybe puts up 30, 30 plus points or something like that and. You know, has some has some important goals, or you know, puts out a a highlight reel play that you know we haven't seen in five six years from him, or something like that. Same for Corey Perry too. Like I, I, he's a guy that's coming in to this team and to this fan base that uh, is not a big fan of him from his past uh, performances against the Blackhawks. But I think he's going to be a guy that you know maybe he turns around some perspectives of him as a as a player and person as now that he's in Chicago and. You know, makes himself uh, a fan favorite yeah. over, over the course of his time here. That would be fun. I think another good candidate for feel-good story uh, is Tyler Johnson. If he could yeah. stay healthy for all 82 games and produce to the level that we've seen him in small doses here and we've seen him in Tampa Bay, I think that would be a feel-good story. Because Tyler Johnson is hes one of the leaders in the locker room. Yeah. He's a great guy. You know, he's dealt with those injuries over the past couple of year, years. You know, we we know the the neck problems he had, and then mm-hmm. the, the it was an ankle injury last year that hindered him for quite a quite a bit. Yeah. So Tyler Johnson playing a healthy 82 game season and putting up, I don't know, 30 to 40 points. Yeah. Would be a feel good story. Yeah. Uh, our, our guy Zach in the chat says uh, Seth Jones having you know a come comeback year. I mean, I don't I mean. Yeah, he was pretty good last year, but like having that huge that that year that you expect out of a guy that's making that kind of money, mm-hmm. that would be a feel good story for a lot of people. Some people would still say he sucks. <laughs> Our guy Dom will still says he has the worst contract. Sure. I would feel good about that just to kind of like thumb my nose at the haters <laughs> that still you know will still give them no credit. They'll probably say, "Oh, it's just because Connor Bedard's here now." Seth right, Jones having right. a good year. Um, Peter Morazic. I'd like to see Peter Mrazek have a solid year. He's a good dude. Yeah. And he's a guy that... As much as we know he's going to get injured, it'd be great to see him not get injured. That would make me feel good yeah. because it'd be very unexpected. And he's a <laughs> yeah. good guy. And all, his biggest problem 
for the last three or four years has not been his play. It's been health, staying healthy. Yeah. They, when he had stretches last year where he'd, he'd put together three, four, five really good starts in a row, mm-hmm. and then a hamstring would right. get a little ouchy or something would, you know. So that would be a good feel-good story. Hey, feel, you know what would make Blackhawk fans feel really good? Peter Mrazek having a great year, so good that, like, a contending team wants him at the <laughs> deadline, and you actually get an asset for a guy that you acquired that, for an asset. That would be the feel-good story of yeah. the year. Absolutely. I'm rooting for Peter Mrazek. Now that we don't have to, like, worry about, uh, you know, losing every game for Connor Bedard, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm rooting for him to have a big year because he, he's a he's – a, He's a good dude and, and, and a quality goaltender. Um, and while we think about futures, uh, Mario, why yeah. don't you tell us how our listeners can make their future brighter? Yeah, if you're, if you're looking to uh, get back to school, if you're looking to have a good uh, feel-good story yourself, uh, check out Lewis University. Uh, I know Jay is the uh, resident alumnus of Lewis University, but uh, I can pump him up too. Students just like you, uh, people with full-time jobs, families, full-time sports fandoms, they are looking to uh, get back to school and earn a respected degree, and you can do that at Lewis University. It is just 35 miles southwest of Chicago in Romeoville, and it is ranked as one of the top tier colleges by u.s news and world report lewis partners with numerous numerous employers for tuition discounts and offers evening online and blended formats to help you balance your work life your family and your education Uh, faculty bring real world experience and instruction to the classroom which is immediately relevant to your career and lewis offers career support and academic resources for all kinds of students uh, across the board new and old Uh, Looking to complete your bachelor's or master's degree, you can enroll in a professional certificate program at Lewis, and they have the right programs for you. Programs like their criminal criminal justice and public safety program, first responders receive 20% off of tuition, uh, and tuition is deferred for six weeks after the end of each class. Or uh, they have a computer science grad degree, which is an eight-week session and can, can be completed or is done in eight-week sessions and can be completed in one year. Of course, they also uh, have undergrad degrees for adult students in computer science, aviation, maintenance, technology, certificates, business analytics, criminal justice, business programs, tech programs, uh, so many that Lewis offers. So discover how a degree from Lewis can help you build a better world. You can learn more at lewisu.edu slash you can do this. That's Lewis. L-E-U-I-S-U dot E-D-U slash you can do this. You can do this. You can do this. You can do it. Waterboy. Yes. You can do this. And while you're uh, signing up for your classes over at Lewis University, don't forget to pay a visit to our buddies at Shady Rays Mm -hmm. so you can get some gear built to last while taking on the sun this summer. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered and your precious eyeballs for the warm weather we're enjoying with premium Polaroid shades that come at a very affordable price. Shady Rays is our favorite independent sunglasses company that offers you a world-class product that's even better than any expensive pair you've ever worn. That I can guarantee. Their durable frames and extremely clear optics are perfect for all your outdoor adventures. And I recommend that if you're going to be outside and you hate getting those annoying lines from the sunglasses, yeah. get a pair with their awesome clear 
frames. I wore those on the boat Saturday, first time out like on a boat this in a long time. <laughs> no annoying sunglasses line. Yeah. I didn't get the raccoon eyes because nice. I wore the uh, clear frames, which they look awesome anyway. They're so stylish. They are. They're, that's my favorite of my multiple Shady Rays pairs. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, clear frames, brown frames, black black frames, doesn't matter if you break them, even on day one or lose them, they're going to send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. You're going to look good and you're going to feel good because together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S., through Shady Ray's impact from building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS, the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Ray's is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. And if you don't love your Shady Ray's, you can exchange your exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. Don't worry about this part of the promo because you're going to love your Shady Rays, but there is no risk when you shop. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Ray's is giving you the beautiful, lovely CHGO family, their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com, use the promo code CHGO, your favorite sports podcast, for the 50% off all orders that have two or more pairs of the awesome shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. You know where you're going to need a pair of Shady Rays? Out on the golf course. Yes. And you know where the best place to go if you want to get out on the golf course this summer is? I hear Cog Hill's nice. Cog Hill is nice. Around the 25th day of August. I hear it's beautiful. Cog Hill course number two on August 25th, to be exact, is going to be the place to be uh, for all of you golfers out there. It's the CHGO Kickoff Classic, the first one we're having. Uh, It's going to be a tremendous time out there, August 25th. Uh, you can go to our events page at allchgo.com to sign up. Uh, do that by Friday. This Friday, yes. you need to uh, get yourself signed get your up. Tickets. That is the deadline to make sure that you uh, will be playing in the CHGO Kickoff Classic. What does it all entail? Well, it's a 9 a.m. shotgun start on August 25th out at Cog Hill. Uh, when you sign up, you get 18 holes with a cart. Plus, you're going to get an exclusive CHGO and Pins and Aces golf towel for all players. There's going to be multiple contests on different holes, tons of prizes and giveaways. Uh, you get lunch, drinks, and a ceremony after the round. Uh, of course, if you are a diehard, you're going to save uh, 20% on your entry fee. You can sign up as an individual, a twosome, a foursome. Uh, but again, get it done by this Friday to make sure that you have a spot uh, for the first ever CHGO kickoff classic. Again, August 25th at Cog Hill course number two. Uh, I'm going to be out there hacking and whacking it around the course. Careful. Uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, I saw the the little video that kevin made you got a nice swing hey look i i had nothing to do with that video completely under the bus (laughs) i had nothing to do with that all all kevin said was hey can you send me that video i said sure Uh and then i saw what he did did to you and i was like ugh, i I did not sign off on that it's all right we're gonna find out yeah well next that's true f around and find out (laughs) you know yeah hey you prize prizes for the first place and last place teams so i'm gonna beat carm I mean, it's a scramble, so this is going to be a little hard to 
Just you just know. keep a tally of how many of your shots are used throughout okay. the round to right. his shots used. Well, that's, I know that's whatever how team Carm's on, yeah. he's going to lose. I know it's not going to be my team. <laughs> well, if you want to have a less competitive night out, don't forget tomorrow night is our uh, second of two yeah. baseball takeovers. Uh, we're taking over Wrigley Field tomorrow for the uh, final game of the Crosstown Series, correct? Isn't that the last yep, game? they play tonight and then tomorrow. Hopefully the Cubbies are going for the four-game sweep. Uh, we'll, we'll know more about that. But there are still just a couple of tickets mm-hmm. left if you want to join CHGO over at Wrigley Field tomorrow night for Cubs versus Sox. Uh, head over to the events page. Of course, diehards will get their discount mm-hmm. for the last couple tickets left. You're going to get a pregame uh, meetup over at the Almost Home Bar yep. on uh, Clark Street, right by the ballpark. Right you across the street from the Avia Shirt Store. There you go. We know those guys. You, yeah. can, get, you can get the Avia Shirt CHGO Cubs crossover. Uh, crossover collaboration shirt. Then go enjoy some beverages and food before the game. Check out the game. You're also going to get your uh, choice of one of our two CHGO baseball shirts, north side, south side, depending on whoever you're uh, rooting for. Mm -hmm. So that's tomorrow night. You can still get yourself. There's only a couple of tickets left. And when I say a couple, I really mean only a couple of tickets left. Yeah, like two or three. Come join us at the ballpark tomorrow night. You're going to wish when it's January and you're shoveling snow, you're going to wish, God, I wish I was at the ballpark with my friends from CHGO. Make it happen. Get those last couple of tickets. All right, we got a couple minutes left. We have a super chat from our buddy, Windy City Hockey. Uh, $2 super chat. Thanks for that. How many goals, points will Marion Hosa have on Friday? All of them. All of them. Uh, <laughs> minimum 10 goals. I mean, the, 80 goals, one assist for 80 points. The, the goaltenders, we went through the, the lineup yesterday uh, for, this, uh, for his goodbye game. The goaltenders are Peter Morazic, Yaroslav Halak, and Scott Darling. So... I think the goals will be there to be had. Uh, I say, you're seriously trying to stop Marion Hosa in his last game, you're right. a jerk. Yeah, I mean, play at play at seventy percent. Yeah, you know. I say he scores on every shot he takes. Sure, sure. I I I'll say he gets he puts up four goals and f- four assists, eight point night, first star of the game. All right. Well, yeah, I think that sounds. I I you know I I'm thinking double digit points. Wow. Yeah, I mean, this, it's the, the it all de- score is it gonna, all depends on how much these guys are trying. Right, I mean, it's going to be like an all-star game feel. Guys, there's some forty and fifty-year-olds out there, but yeah, it'll it, it's still going to be a lot. It's going to be like a, a a fourteen to twelve final score. Yeah, so I think Hosa gets like six goals, four assists. Okay, ten points. Ten points for our guy. That sounds right. Eighty-one points for Marion Hosa. <laughs> At least, or maybe eighteen. You know, he also 18. wore number eighty. We don't want him. To, we don't want him to hurt himself. Eighteen. Eighty-one. Points. Whatever yes. Hosa wants. Yeah. Okay. So Team Dieck. At Team Dieck said, yeah. are, you are the new NHL commissioner. What changes are you making? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, first and foremost, the loser point is going away. Ooh. Okay. Two points or no points. Uh, two points or no points. Or if you still want to get a point. Like, I don't agree with getting a point just for getting the game past regulation and still losing. Okay. It, it screws up the standings. Uh, so either the loser get point goes away, or if you want to keep the loser point, three points for a regulation win. Okay. And then two points for an overtime win or an overtime or shootout win and the one point. 
So it makes those teams that last minute of regulation instead of kind of coasting, going, all right, we know we got a we'll point. Just push it to overtime. Try and win that, win the game in the last minute. So make it three yeah. points for regulation win, but only two points if you win in an overtime or yeah. shootout, or just get rid of the loser point altogether. Uh, that would be my first and biggest change, I think. Yeah, yeah, I I, I like that idea. I I. I think if you have if you have the opportunity to walk away with three points in a win in regulation, um, that's a lot more of an incentive than maybe just coming away with two uh, or or one. Uh, so yeah, I think that would be uh, that would be a good change. I would get rid of the the hard cap. I would introduce yeah. the luxury tax and and just the teams that can spend money go spend money. I mean, I I know. We're, we're all worried about competitive balance and everything, but how many times do we see teams in, in, in baseball that have low uh, low payrolls that are still competitive? There's ways to figure it out and, and, and know how to do it without having to, you know, be the Yankees or, or, or be these teams that just can spend a billion dollars. But being those teams doesn't necessarily equal right. victories either. You exactly. Know? San Diego but, Padres spent hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars this offseason, and they're not making the playoffs. Yeah, so I, I, I would go that route. It allows the players to, to be more uh, fairly compensated for, for what they go through to, uh, to, to play in the league. Um, and, in, yeah, I, I think, you know, teams that can spend into the luxury tax, luxury tax then helps those, yep. those lower-level teams. Uh, there is a way to do it. It's still competitive balance, and, and – I just think it, it, it takes away the punishment that teams have experienced, especially the Blackhawks, uh, in past years where you have your own talent that you drafted and that you developed, and then, oh, no, we have too many good players. We can't pay them all. Yep. It, it punishes teams for being good. So yep. I would get rid of that. One other change I'd make, uh, I'd go back to the 1-8 through eight playoff format. 1-8 okay. through eight reseed in the second round like yeah. it used to be. This whole divisional wild card is for the birds. Don't like it. Nothing wrong with that. All right. We got two more. Two more. Try, uh, get try and rifle here. through them. Uh, we'll rifle through them. Uh, you want me to read them? And I, got you, you I, got you, I got this yeah, one. I got you. I got you. This one's okay. a little tricky. There's a little couple consonants that normally don't go together there. Uh, <laughs> with the retirement of Krejci now, in addition to Burr's run, isn't this the perfect time for our captain also to make it official? What's the latest on the tape situation? How do you expect it to play out over the next six and a half weeks? Uh... What's the latest? We know exactly what you guys know. Yeah. Nothing has really uh, gone out there. I do think uh, it, it's playing out with him officially retiring. I, I, I think he's played his last game in the NHL. Um, but, you know, I don't think we're going to find that out until training camps have started and he's, like, ramped up. I'm assuming he's off ice training to try and get ready and he may get to the a situation where he's like, uh-uh, I just can't get there. Yeah. Or he, He's playing in the Hosa game, so he's at least going to be on the ice for that. Um, but, yeah, I I agree. I think he's I think he's done. Um, he wasn't officially listed as an available free agent uh, for this offseason, so I, as far as I know, that doesn't that sounds like he can't be signed um, unless he does eventually list. But I think knowing that he didn't do that, it's either it's either he's taking a year off to recalibrate and see if maybe he can go one more year next season, which doesn't sound like that's what he wants to do from what he said last year. Or it's just, uh, you know, 
when it comes to late September, early October, we might get the official announcement, and that'll be that. So yep. we'll 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 see. I I, but I, I again, I don't think he's gonna play again. No, it certainly sounded when we got to talk to him for that extended press conference after his final game at the United Center. It sounded like a man that knows. Yeah, it's been a hell of a run, but it's time to to start something different. But things can happen. All right, last question of our two-day mailbag-a-thon. This is from Colin Powers. Uh, A fun hypothetical, where are the Blackhawks at if they win last year's draft lottery and give Columbus the previous year's first-round pick? Uh, They're not. If they they win last year's draft lottery. Right, which means then Columbus would have had this year's first-round pick, right? Isn't that what it was? That last year's pick would have gone to the Hawks if they were one or two. And then Columbus would have right. got this year's pick. Yeah. So they would have Yuris they would have had Koski. They would have had one and they or, would have had one and three this year, Columbus. Yeah. Columbus would be in a hell of a spot. Uh they'd have Bedard and Fantilli. Yeah. And the Blackhawks would not have Connor Bedard. No. Or probably not Kevin Korchinski or Frank Nazar. Yeah, no. What, what do I think about Colin, this? Colin, you said this was a fun hypothetical. That's not fun to think about at all. This, this, that, that scenario sucks. Listen, <laughs> not, and I'm not ragging your question either. I, I, I know what you're going at. Yeah, the yeah. Blackhawks would not be in a in a better spot had they won oh, last year's no. draft lottery to this year's draft lottery. Because who knows who they pick? I mean, Yuri Slavkovsky wasn't the number one overall pick until like a month or two before. Yeah, he, it was it was Shane Wright for two years. We heard it was Shane Wright, Shane mm-hmm. Wright. So who knows who they even pick there? Do they still trade Alex DeBrinkit and get Kevin Korchinski? Do they yeah. still trade Kirby Doc and and get Frank, Frank Nazar? Nazar? Yeah. Who knows? <clears throat> they don't get Connor Bedard. That's the no, key. That's and I'm sorry. Any scenario where Connor Bedard is not a Blackhawk, I'm not trading for it for anything. Yeah. No. No. I. I mean, yeah. The. Having Slavkovsky or Wright or uh, the world's best prospect Logan Cooley could have been a could have been a reality, but um, yeah, I'd I'd much rather have Connor Bedard and, and be in the position that the Blackhawks are in um, rather than any any kind of alternate scenario. Yeah, thank God we don't have to worry about that. Yeah, because we were all worried about that last year I remember saying man if they win the worst case scenario is getting one or two in this draft Mm -hmm. that doesn't have that clear gut guy and giving Columbus that shot extra shot at Bedard so thankfully that didn't happen um all right, that is going to wrap up all of our questions, our two-day mailbag nice. extravaganza. Thank you again, everybody who sent your questions on Twitter, Discord. If you've got some good questions, think enough, don't worry. We will do another mailbag Monday, maybe Tuesday, maybe Wednesday again next <laughs> week. So uh, start rolling in those questions, saving them. We'll get you the notification. As always, if you're a diehard, you get access to our diehard Blackhawks Discord channel, every bar, all the questions in there get top priority. We're going to be back tomorrow, just uh, Mario and myself. We're going to do our Around the League Wednesday. we got plenty of stuff to talk about. Some, a sad story out of Toronto. Yeah. David Krejci's retired. Jeff Petrie is on another team. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the NHL Network released their top 20 wingers in the game. And I'm sure we're just going to read the list and say, yes, I agree completely with <laughs> oh, where yeah. you have everybody on of that course. list. So that will be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the week... Thursday, we're going to have uh, Sean Sullivan, Sully26 on Twitter. He's going to be bringing in some of his game-worn jersey collection. He's got some amazing stuff. He also runs the Chicago Blackhawks 
Jersey history website. That's so we're going to get fun. a history lesson on how the jerseys have kind of evolved and been tweaked over the years. Uh, not just like. And he's got jerseys from like the 60s and the 50s, 50s, I think. Is, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's impressive. So he, he's going to bring in some of his favorite game worn jerseys. So we're going to tell a lot of stories. That's going to be a lot of fun. And then Friday, uh, we're talking um, about. No Sleeves Gaming. Yes, No Sleeves Gaming. Uh, uh, his name is Cam. Uh, we like our cams on this show. Yes. So if, you, um, if you're named Cam, you, there's a chance you're going to be a guest <laughs> one day. But Cam's going to talk to us about uh, the new NHL 24. Yep. Uh, the uh, the reveal trailer comes out tomorrow, so we can maybe touch a little bit on that yeah. uh, that news. Um, but yeah, Cam's going to come on on Friday and kind of give us his thoughts on uh, on the NHL game and what he knows, uh, what he's seen so far uh, through you know the the development phase and. Uh, hopefully get us uh, get us excited about the NHL 24 edition coming out. Um, yeah, should be uh, should be it's gonna be a fun week. So yep. we'll see you guys uh, tomorrow. Yep, it's gonna start tomorrow with a round of league Wednesday. Uh, for Mario, I'm Greg. We will see you tomorrow at two o'clock on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Thanks for Braggs to Braggs for uh, doing a tremendous job producing our show. We'll see you, you everybody it. tomorrow.